Welcome to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast, Season 2, with your host, Ken Finesse Media, and co-host, Treat a Millionaire. As the hosts gather their show notes and stage the studio for their next guest, sit back, sit back, turn up your volume, and get ready for something brand new. Finesse Media, and I got my co-host Teresa Millionaire in the studio with me. Teresa, what's good, sis? What's up? What's up? What's up? You already know who it is. It's your girl, Teresa Millionaire. That's what's up. Teresa Millionaire and I in the building each and every week, dropping you with episodes with people that's finessing the motherfucking game. So we back doing it big and with another great finesse joining us, my Sora. She's in the building, man. Shot town in the building once again. Can't wait to talk about Sora. But again, each and every episode and week, we bring on people that's finessing the game. So um, that's what we do. So check us out on all of our social media platforms, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, wherever you can listen to us at Google Play Music or Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're hitting the subscribe and follow button, please, so that you'll be notified when new episodes drop and then also make sure you follow follow us on our social media platforms so you can talk to us chat with us let us know you know what you think about the show uh hit us up instagram we're at finesse media and finesse media llc on facebook and if you're on tiktok that new motherfucker everybody on getting it rocking to doing this quarantine or doing the quarantine uh so hit us up finesse media on tiktok and then also twitter underscore finesse media but each and every week, my co-host and I, Teresa Millionaire, we talk about and spotlight HBCUs because it's important to us. We're both alumni of an HBCU, the University of Arkansas, at Pine Bluff, flagship of the Delta to be exact. So hit us up, finessemediapodcast at gmail.com if you want your HBCU to be spotlighted. Hit us up there and then let us know um, that your HBCU is one to be spotlighted. But we'll also want you to come on to talk about your experience at that HBCU. So enough of the pub. We bring it in like that each and every week with something brand new. So, uh, Treese, what's something brand new? What's going on with you, man? Me and Treese. Man. Quarantine well, you out. Know. Of course, we got our <laughs> tips. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you know, I'm going to always put, you know, for those of uh, you that listen, I bet you're like, well, what y'all be drinking? Me personally, I'm a bourbon drinker or scotch. I really like scotch a whole lot. I know y'all probably like that old man-ass drink, but, man. you know, a really good bourbon, really good scotch. You don't even need no ice. You can just drink it and it just goes down like water. Real mm-hmm. good. And all he takes a little bit. You know, I don't have to pour me a whole super big cup this right here is probably a shot of a uh, bourbon and the rest is orange juice because it's so you know potent <laughs> <laughs> no bourbon bur- bourbon is potent as a motherfucker ain't no way around it's like that and yeah. whiskey for me um i got a couple partners uh here in dallas man when we get up it's always like 
Crown Royal, uh, Jack, and yeah. I'm like, yo, where's the Patron? Yeah. Those who know me, yeah, yeah I'm I still know, rocking Listen, with the Patron. I never could rock with you on the drink. <laughs> <laughs> KB, listen, it's so funny because a lot of people, it seems like within the past, I say three to five years, a lot of people have gotten really, really on Patron or Don Julio. And I'm like, man, I tell people all the time, I had a homie back in college, that's all he drank was Patron. I remember, yes. KB, I'm going to tell you, or for, yeah, let me say Ken, because people probably like, who the hell is KB? <laughs> we go way back, so I'll be using a nickname for him. I'll be forgetting. Let me keep it professional. Just um, I remember way back when Patron used to start when they first started dropping the different flavors. Like mm-hmm. you had the uh the coffee one and all of that. KB had them. Well, Ken had them before ev- anybody I know. Like, and he would have like the gift set with the glasses and stuff like that. And he'd be like, "Come on, G, come come sip with me. Come on, come <laughs> come sip with me." And I just be like, nah, you know, I'm gonna catch you, you know, I I'll come smoke with you, but I can't. Mm-hmm. That that Patron, I haven't had it since I turned 21. Um, I remember on my 21st birthday, uh, back then, uh, it's a girl. Shout out to Akiana, uh, Akiana, and at that time, my girlfriend took me out to a bar for my 21st birthday. And I had 21 shots of Patron for turning Get 21. out of here. Are you kidding? I'm not My kidding. Man. I'm not kidding. And I'm going to tell you, that's not even the half of it. One day we'll get into it on the show. But my sorority sisters at that time, I was new, you know, uh, not super new, but new in the organization. And my sorority sisters and the Q's had threw me a surprise birthday party. Because we had threw a joint week together. If anybody remembers, you know, anything at UAPB, it's infamous. The time that Sigma Gamma Rho and Omega Sigma did the entire week for their founders day. We did a joint week. And so they had surprised me for my birthday. And the Q's had got me a keg of, I think it was Miller Highlights. It was. And the Soros had bought me a big whatever you call it is it the gallon whatever that big stupid bottle of Patron is the big probably thing. a liter probably a liter liter the the dumb big one yeah that's and probably they a had liter. bought me that I had already had twenty one shots of Patron before I got to my surprise birthday party oh man yeah that's I haven't crazy drunk, <laughs> well, you I haven't drunk you, Patron what? since then. I don't man. like it <laughs> shout out to the Sigma Gamma Rose what she's talking about. Uh, and that party with Omega Psi Five, it's classic. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Top Sig. You know those That's are some right. good brothers. Yeah. You know, shout out to Omega Psi Five, the brothers of Omega Psi Five, especially the Bloody Top Sig chapter, Top Sigma. For those of you that's like, what's Top Sig? Top Sigma chapter at the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. It's a lot of good brothers that came through that chapter that are really upstanding men you know I got a lot of love for them so shout out to all y'all for back in the day throwing me that surprise birthday party y'all <laughs> made my 21st one to remember you know I'm an yeah. old woman now but you ain't know I've never get my 21st <laughs> ain't that crazy though like we probably spent our 17th 18th birth, 
Day Day in in I was gonna say Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> and um, yeah. thinking about coming up uh, sheet uh, next Vanessa, uh, but in college like we celebrated and spent our 18th birthday our you know our 21st 21st, 21st birthday yeah shout out to the people who stayed extra and celebrate their 25th birthday day there that's not no judging I mean but people shit, do I probably I was one of them motherfuckers I ain't yeah, I went far away I mean I'm not I'm not ashamed <laughs> I went far away but I didn't stay to 25 but really it's just crazy how you enter college and you you know became an adult really like you weren't able to yeah. buy liquor when you entered yeah. when you left frankly again I came in at 17 I wasn't able to do shit I, I barely was able to get a cigarillo you uh, wasn't able to, but you was able to. Well, I, I, I just said I was not able to. I'm not. I'm not. I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> I just said I could. That's yeah, what I couldn't oh, do. God. But it's crazy how when you leave, and you know when you leave the uh, the campus, all of a sudden you're an adult and you can do all these things yes. and you over yes. 21. Yes, I, I'm. Some of my most fondest memories is uh, Fridays. Um, the year that I pledged, the spring that I pledged, the following fall, um, well, no, no, the spring that I pledged, um, I did summer school that, that year because I wanted to get ahead or whatever. But I remember on Fridays, I was done with class at like, I want to say like noon. And you know, if you are on a HBCU campus, and mm. you done with classes at noon and you Greek. All my Greeks out there or even Tell student doing, union. Greek. You know, student union, HB mm. you had an HBCU, student government, you any of that and you done with class at twelve. Popping. 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 It was such a little year. I remember I would be walking, it's a campus at UAPB called the Delta. I didn't have a vehicle at that time, so I would walk from the campus and be walking back to my dormitory. It's the honors dorm um, for those that are new listeners. And I would be walking back to my dorm, and one of the cues, shout out to Ryan, he would be sitting in his window saying, It's Friday, Trace, let's drink. <laughs> Hanging out Ryan, the dorm window. Because yep. <laughs> the dorm was co ed. <laughs> So yeah. every Friday, you know, that's not a good thing, but every Friday we would start at lunchtime drinking and kicking it and go smash at the cafe and our weekend festivities kicked off. So it was lit, you know. Once again about the HBCUs, if you are a, a uh, sophomore or a junior and you are not considering an HBCU, please do it. If you don't know anything about an HBCU or if you've never been to one, Shout out to the HBCU kid, you know, Joy Matthews. She has Shout out to a Joy. tour. Shout out mm-hmm. to Joy. She has a tour that takes you to several HBCUs. It's not expensive. You get breakfast, lunch, dinner. You get T-shirts. And she takes you to several HBCUs. And several people get scholarships and full rides to go to these HBCUs while they are on her college tour. So, if you are a person of color, you need to make sure your top five colleges you're thinking about going to, at least two of them are HBCU. I would say three, you know, because we have Ivy League schools as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you don't have, you know, three, make sure you have two. 
Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's you know, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> no, nah, you ain't off your damn soapbox. Stay your wet, <laughs> wet foot ass right there, because that was the best segue we can ever do. And each and every week, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, we shout out HBCUs. We spotlight HBCUs every week. My co-host, Teresa Millionaire, bring it to us each and every week. And that was a great segue, co-host. And let's get into it. It's time for the HBCU of the week. And once we get done with that shit, I just got word that my co-host, my Special guest, she's is in the building, finessing the game and ready to talk to us. So, but it's time for the HBCU of the week. Here we go. Historically, black colleges and universities, commonly called HBCUs, are defined by the Higher Education Act of 1965 as any historically black college or university that was established prior to 1964, whose principle was and is the education of black Americans and that is accredited by a nationally recognized accrediting agency or association determined by the Secretary of Education. It's now time for the Finesse Media Podcast, HBCU of the Week. All right, our HBCU of the Week is Spelman College. Spelman College is a private liberal arts women's college in Atlanta, Georgia. The college is part of the Atlanta University Center Academic Consortium in Atlanta. Atlanta, founded in 1881 as Atlanta Baptist uh, Female, <clears throat> excuse me, Seminary, Spelman received its collegiate charter in 1924, making it America's oldest private historically black college and university. I am sorry, my notes just disappeared. That's what happens when you're going live. <laughs> Give me one second. Now, the Atlanta Baptist Female Seminary was established on April 11, 1881, in the basement of Friendship Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia, by two teachers from the O'Reed Institute of Worcester, Massachusetts, Harriet E. Giles and Sophia B. Packard. Giles and Packard had met while Giles was a student, and Packard, the preceptress, of the New Salem Academy in New Salem, Massachusetts, and fostered a lifelong friendship there. The two of them traveled to Atlanta specifically to found uh, a school for black freed women and found support from Frank Quarles, the pastor of Friendship Baptist Church. Giles and Packard began the school with 11 African-American women and $100 given to them by the First Baptist Church in Medford, Massachusetts, and a promise of further support from the Women's American Baptist Home Missionary Society, a group which they were both affiliated in Boston. Although their first students were most illiterate, they envisioned their school to be a liberal arts institution. The first circular of the college stated that and that they planned to offer algebra, physiology, essays, Latin rhetoric, geometry, political eco- uh, economy, mental philosophy, chemistry, botany, constitution of the United States, astronomy, zoology, geology, moral philosophy, and evidences of Christianity. Over time, they attracted more students. By the time the first term ended, they had enrolled 80 students in the seminary. The WABHMS made a down payment on a nine-acre site in Atlanta, relatively close to the church they began in, which originally had five buildings left from the Union Civil War encampment to support classroom and residence hall needs. Ladies and gentlemen, our HBCU of the Week, Spelman College. 
That's what's up. Shout out to Spelman College, all those smart women at that university. Uh, if you don't know who yeah. Spelman is, I mean, shout out to Hot Atlanta. Uh, right next to Morris Brown, you sit. Uh, or sit Spelman um, College. So shout out to the ladies at Spelman College. Now, there's also some fellas, I'm sure, that go there on a hybrid um, curriculum. But what's going to happen is uh, <laughs> we thank you. <laughs> Uh, we thank you for being our HBCU of the week. And if you want your HBCU to be spotlighted on Finesse Media Podcast, just hit us up, finessemediapodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you, Teresa Millionaire, for giving us another HBCU for this week Absolutely. and for this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, as mentioned um, before, we got our Finesse sheet in the building, man. She's just getting things ready. we ready to talk to her. We're going to bring some real uh, quick music up, and then we'll be ready to talk with Sheets in a minute, man. With some brand new Sheets, get ready, so we're ready to talk with you. There is always a curious tie at some point between the fall and the creation. Taking this ghastly risk uh, is the condition of there being life. All right, so today we have Rashida Sheeds coming to the show. So for those of you who are not familiar with Rashida Sheeds, she was born and bred from Chicago, Illinois. She is a comedian, actress, writer, and performer, advocate, and friend. Rashida Sheeds is a star who has been featured has who has been a featured guest star on HBO's A Black Lady Sketch Show, HBO's Issa Rae's Insecure, Late Night with Stephen Colbert, NBC's Chicago PD, and Empire on Fox. She has opened for others such as Arsenio Hall, Hannibal Burris, Michael Chi, Cicely Strong, Chris Red, 
uh, Ada Rodriguez, just to name a few, and was crowned a Master Blackspurt 2018, Smart, Black, and Funny by Amanda Seals. Her sharp wit, smarts, and cleverness has been capturing the hearts all across the country, especially with her new podcast experience show, Adjust the Crown, available on Apple, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Let she tell it, you got to get this black girl magic, whether you like it or not, huh? All right. It's all just the beginning for this Chicago kid. You can follow her and her work on Instagram and Twitter at R-A-S-H-I-D-A-S-H-E-E-D-Z, Rashida Sheets. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Finesse Media Podcast, Rashida Sheets. What's up, Sora? Uh, yo, who who wrote that bio though? It's fire. Don't come on, you're clowning already. You gonna clown from nice. the jump? Yeah. It was too nice though. What's Jeez, up, y'all? How so y'all doing? We doing good. What's sis? up? We in here chilling like a villain, you know. Me yeah, cool, thank y'all for having me. Appreciate you're it. You're welcome, sis. Thanks so, so much for joining the podcast, man. One of the people that's finessing the game. I, I've been pulling your coattail. I'm like, she's get over here. But with all things, man, man with look, all, listen, listen, you super strong, together, sis. Hell yeah. Hell together, yeah. Though. Hell yeah. You super strong. And I couldn't I, I couldn't let this season pass, sis, without bringing you on at the beginning, the middle, the end, or just before this whole shit wrap up. Because, again, as we mentioned at the, at the top of the bio, you know, adjust the crown. You got a podcast. We're going to talk about that. You're an actress. We're going to talk about that. You've been doing some really phenomenal, as I said to you, fine as fuck, phenomenal photo shoots and doing some modeling. We want to talk about that. And, uh, you know, just get right into it, man. So she's my sister, my Sora um, of Zeta Phi Beta. Thank you again for joining the podcast and happy centennial, goddammit. Man, thank you so much. You know, that's so crazy, Kenny. I don't even remember. I I know how I met you. Did you hit the name, y'all? Did y'all hit the name? When she hit me with the Kenny, so that's why I tell people, when you, my co-host called me KB, there's a history there, and we got to say Ken, (laughs) Finesse Media, and y'all just heard Sora, she said Kenny, and your segue, what your starting story is, how we met, but that's the history right there, just in the beginning. She said Kenny. So when you say Kenny, goddammit, you know me, baby. (laughs) Yeah, that's, you know, that's Chicago all day, you feel me? Like, that takes me back to how I met you and everything, so I'm just glad to be on here that everything worked out. So, you know, it's been a journey, and that's how, you know, that's how we connected as a frat and soror. And thank you on the happy centennial. I mean, this 2020 is, yeah, it's been us too, but it, it is. But mm. you know what? We 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 got it. We got it. We're oh, gonna yeah. come out oh, even yeah. better. We're gonna come out oh, even yeah. better. So, and, and I'm I'm glad the centennial was before. I'm glad we we ain't in a quarantine doing a doing a centennial. So everybody got their little, you know, founders in and everything. But yeah. Yeah. And the servers are killing the challenge, you know, the, the rush challenge. I'm seeing a lot of that and hashtagging, you know, Centennial 20, you know, Valerie Hollingsworth, the basilisk of Zeta Phi Beta. I mean, one of the, I think, chicks that's finesse in the game, I reached out to her to try to get her ass on the podcast because she's doing her thing. Um, 
but she's you've continued to finesse the game. And again, if you wasn't on at the top of the episode or frankly never even listened to an episode, that's all good. But what we do on finesse media is bring people on that's finessing the motherfucking game. And so you've been finessing the game for so long, as you mentioned, we've known each known, known each other. Shit. Known each other for so long and I remember you and I sitting at Starbucks brainstorming. Your little brother sitting there and we brainstorming and you 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 pitching ideas and shit like that and now you in LA, I see you in New York and I see you doing things behind the scenes on SNL. So with your Adjust the Crown podcast taking off, man. Season one. It was phenomenal, man. I, I watch or not watch but listen to every episode, man, for the people that you had on and Talk to us and told, tell our listeners about that platform, Adjusted Crown, the podcast. Oh, yeah, man. It was so crazy because um, Adjusted Crown, it really started from just uh, a phrase that I always say, that I always used to say on my um, on my social media, me being my black girl vernacular. You know, my you know, black people we got our own vernacular, we got our own things that we say. Mm-hmm. And I will always like my my Facebook used to pop. And I say used to because I don't be on Facebook like that, but I'm, I'm more <laughs> so Instagram and everything. Now I can't I mean you can't do it all. Like I I, I have no desire yeah. to do all that social media <laughs> shit. Right. But um my Facebook used to pop and I always used to say I used to always leave my people with like adjust the crown, like no matter what you do. At the end of the day, make sure you adjust your crown because uh, first and foremost, one of my heroes is James Baldwin. And it's one of his quotes that say, mm. say to black people, he say, um, our, our crowns have already been paid and bought, you know, bought for us. All we have to do is put them on. So at the That's end of the day, I used to quote. always, I used to always, it is, and it's, and it's so true to our being. And so, at the end of the day, I used to always say, man, y'all, adjust y'all crown. Don't forget to do that. And so, literally, mm-hmm. dreams dreams, and, and the things that we speak are so real. Manifestation. I was, I was, yeah, manifestation. I was just literally just like with my, one of my homeboys. And I was like, uh, man, he was like, you need to do, you need to have a podcast. He was like, Cause people, people, can I curse on here or no? Yeah, this is come on, come on, she's Use all the motherfuckers you need. I've been trying to be polite and shit. Uh, no, but now one of my homeboys, he said he was like, man, people fuck with you and they they listen to you, this and that. And I know that to be true because right. I'm funny, but also at the same time I'm very listening and I I believe in listening through like positive, but at the same time I keep it real. Anybody who knows me, I'm gonna keep it real, straight, no chase. I'm from Chicago, but everything. Mm-hmm. We say what we mean, we mean what we say at the end of the day. And uh For sure. So I was so and I said, Well what would I what would I call it? I'm like, I'm good. He was like, Gee, adjust the crown. <laughs> and so That's dope. Within my network, uh, like Kenny mentioned, you know, as far as just having homies on like through the S and L network of like and all of it I, I truly believe in all every, anything and everything being organic I don't force anything I don't force friendships I don't force content whether it be creative or you know whatever I don't force 
shit, I don't force ponytails. I, I'm not forcing <laughs> it. So everybody who comes on my show that I ask to be a guest, it's, it's not because of just like, oh, they hot right now and they got a show coming out. It's truly because of divine order. And I'm like, that's a good person. Or I like what they're doing. I see what they're putting out there right now. Or it's something, it's a connection that we have. You know, right. um, mm-hmm. and so that's how I came up with the first the first season. Truth was like, man, Kenny Thompson is truly a big brother to me. He truly believes in the work that I do. He truly, you know, what I'm saying he's he he's. And first of all, let's let's get down to this because we all like around around the same age group or are. He's a fucking yeah, icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, right. we we grew up with him. You know what right. I'm saying? Like he. He's a person I grew up admiring, and, and this this man is somebody who I'm, I'm in the presence of, and I can who, who's teaching me, you know, the ways and ha- helping me to hone my, my art and, and things like that. So, you know, I reached out to him, and he was he was on so much that you know he believed in me. Where you know it'll be announced soon, but he's one of the new EPs of my season two. Because oh, of, you know, then, yeah, because. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, and those investments are huge because, you know, him being a black man and him being just somebody I admire so much to believe in me and say, like, yo, no, I know that's what you're capable of, what it's going to do. But just having guests such as himself or guests like uh, Christina Anthony or guests like Ego Odom or guests like, you know what I'm saying, like, you, you, saw, you saw that that list, you know what I'm saying? In season two, I'm just going to give you a little a little snippy, but people like Brisha Webb, like Yvette Nicole, like, man, I got people on there right. who see my life, and it's like, you know, let's, let's get it. So, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not out here playing, but I'm also wanting to let people know we can, I, I, I do this, I'm doing this, right. and I'm gonna do it. So, uh, that's just, and that's just one platform of content that I'm doing. So, That's dope. Of course. Yeah. So tell us about your comedy. What do you have going on currently? So currently, I'm in the middle of quarantine with y'all, with everybody. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, right. But in the midst of it, I'm still being creative, and I'm still like I'm right. I write every day. Like how you know? I know he's not the most favorable person right now, but. It's that song. I'm so Chicago, but it's that song, uh, Spaceship, that Kanye said, lock yourself in the room doing five beats a day for three summers. I'm mm-hmm. in here writing every day. I'm in here writing pilots. I'm in right. here writing new material. I'm in here because once this is over, what a lot of people don't understand is for comedic actors and for people such as myself, we have things that we have to pitch. We have, you know, uh, shows to do. You know what I'm saying? We Absolutely. Have, we, we, we work for ourselves, but I do, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I don't consider myself a stand-up, but I can do it, and I can kill it. I'm open for a long list of people. Um, I, the, the last show I had did before all of this happened, I had opened for uh, my uh, cousin Rail and uh, Chris Red's benefit show in Chicago. I had flew home and killed the whole thing, you know, and it was just a, a very proud moment of, like, not not as no because I'm not no beginner in it, but it was just like right. man, you when you just look back and see how far you've come, where it's like you like these are my peers now, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm getting tips from Rail, I'm getting you know Chris coming out from there, you killed this or I'm getting Ego 
posted she up to my yo, she shut it down. You know, it's just like you see that or you haven't people who are like these are my real friends and who are within the industry where you have breaches come down and yo, you know, this, you know, we that that we, it's it's just it's a moment of gratefulness mm-hmm. but also it's like I, t- I look at myself and be like I I it makes me work harder. So I'm in here right, every day. Right. You know, of course we all maintaining and staying healthy but right now it's not too much anybody can do. <laughs> But For I'm real, to, I'm, I just, we'll just say I'm, I'm gonna be ready once once this is listed. But see, that's oh, yeah. what a major thing doing just sitting there sharpening, as you would say, sharpening your craft. The fact that you're sitting in there and you're like, okay, well, I can't get out and perform right now, but I'm going to write every single day. That's sharpening right. your craft. So when you come, whenever we all come out of this, it's gonna be people who took advantage of that time mm-hmm. and people who squandered the time and the people who took advantage of it they're they're really gonna shine you're gonna really see them mm-hmm. so yeah yeah like this and i say we do what we can i understand everybody's different you know so i want to make sure you say that but much respect on that for sure yeah and so, you know, doing things in L.A., as I alluded to, with SNL and you, you're rubbing elbows, you know, um, with Keenan over there. But also, Cecilia Strong, who's also a writer on the show, also, she's a content That's creator, me. actual person on the show. She is amazing. Talk about your relationship uh, with Miss Strong. She that, that last name is obviously, you know, perfect for who she oh, is, yeah. a dynamic writer and person on screen. I it's, love to see her. And this is the person so that you... Funny. She off the yeah, fucking change. I'll tell you this. Like, it's so 100% funny you introduced me to who she is. So talk about your relationship with her and how has that relationship you know, grown together, maybe some partnerships coming out of it. Well, you know, it's so funny because black people say her name like how we say... Um, Cecily Tyson's name mm. <laughs> and it's so funny because her name is uh, Cecily Strong. Cecily. So what I say Cecily? But you said Cecily. I don't know. But it's, I be it's saying Cecily Tyson so I, I know I'm saying it wrong. I've been saying Cecily for years. It's, it's <laughs> all good. My strong. mom she just, she just say Cecily now. But uh, yeah man we it's so crazy we go back because she, she's uh, Chicagoan as well. Um and we met years that like we both from the same like something grounds as far as like uh like the second city IL okay. type way, but I was we, gonna talk about we that didn't too. meet we didn't meet doing that this way. We met after the fact where it was like uh she had just left and started working at S and and I, I was in Second City doing the thing and then at at the same time I was also a mentor advocate, and anybody who knows me, I'm, I'm, you know, a big advocate for my people. And uh, she was seeing the work that I was doing, and just kind of, you know, we, it was through divine order that we, we, she reached, I reached, and it was like, boom, we were trans from there. We both Aquarians. She's real big on, you know, hey. and shit like that. I'm Aquarius. Yes, what's your birthday? Two fifteen, G. What's good? Okay, on the twenty third, we right, we right there, we close. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Look, look at, look, Kenny, Kenny, don't get mad. I know you a Virgo, right? 
That's what's up. Uh, That's what's up. I've already prepped my co-host for that, so you know I'm already Virgo ready. I've analyzed the whole situation. I've already prepped her and told her you were a Aquarius. So yeah, I'm okay over here but, in my Virgo yeah, bubble. You know, I, you know, I, I knew that. I knew the energy felt real. You know, but um, yeah, but we we hit it all just like she, you know, she was like, man, you know, we. That's you. You like a little sensitive to me, really. So from there, like we just in this game, just came tight, and it's just been, you know, it's a lot of. I, I, don't, I think a lot of people don't see the journeys in this um, on the on the rise up of how. Like I know Jennifer Lewis, and it's this one. I forgot the name. Excuse me if I get this wrong, but it's this one. She she's huge now drag queen uh, that blew up and she used to stay with Jennifer Lewis like like on these journeys or like you got Jamie Foxx where what's that one dude name he's a big deal now where it's like people don't know about these relationships before they're like these famous people and they're like what they used to stay with so and so or they used mm-hmm. to and it's like yeah it's like people don't know that these organic things happen or are happening and it's like the same thing happened with us and She's absolutely amazing. Like you said, she's one of the most talented people ever. Um, yeah. She is she is, and, she is definitely uh, one of their uh I got strong home, like, you know, I, yeah, she is she's very, very talented. Very, very talented. Very like her name her, her last name she was named right. So That's what I say. But she's funny strong as being, too. Crazy. Strong being strong. And she's definitely prepared, and she should be there. You can see the talent, as you should. I mean, God is purpose, as you mentioned a couple of times, divine order. That's all purpose, man. Um, but what prepared you, as you alluded to also, was Second City. I honestly didn't know much about that growing up in Chicago. It kind of took me leaving me Chicago. And, dude, I'm like, what the fuck? Again, we're the same age. We, we travel the same circle. Shout out to the South Side. We both, I just, we both didn't know. So you were part of Second City, and I've known other people now who have gone through that, and maybe we know the same people. But how was that? How did the Second City prepare you for L.A. being an actress? You know, being a, you know doing everything that you're doing and inspiring, you know, and trying to do it. I'll really, be real. Really you know, yeah. Second City. Uh, Second. I went to Second City and I.O. Uh, and you bring up something that's so. That's a good question as far as like. I didn't know about Second City. It took me going off. It, mm-hmm. took, it took me being being the hood kid I was going off to college, and being like, "What? What the hell is this? What is this place?" You know, because they reached for me and some other folks. I was in so, Black Theater Workshop in college, and and because when you from like pockets of the, of the of the hood in Chicago, like the West Side or South Side, you don't know about much things that's up north. Because I mean, it is segregation, it is red and shit like that. We let's be real, y'all show y'all like y'all a real show. So when I went there, you know, it was it was like being real. Black people are very creative anyway. So in, being introduced to improv was just like, oh, this is like me playing with my cousins when I was little. I just didn't know it had a name. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's what my brain went to. I was like, we we've been doing this, but what what Second City did teach me, what IO did teach me, is structure, and it just polished what I already had in me. 
you know, and, and the same thing with the writing program or with, you know, me being able to put up my own shows or uh, me graduating from their conservatory program and their writing program or putting up shows in, in, in those places, you know, it gave me those opportunities. As far as how did it prepare me for L.A., I prepared me for L.A. and Chicago prepared me for L.A. And God prepared me for L.A. because you have a lot of people who didn't leave those places. I left at a very, um, at, at a time that a lot of people wouldn't have not have left. Like, I didn't never did any stages at Second City, you know, like that. I did theatricals, but I, I, uh, I left when I knew it was time for me to leave, and I, I jumped out there because I was like, man, I, I could do this, and it's time for me to go because I did the stand-up thing and all that stuff, and I was, I just believed in me. And mm-hmm. when I jumped out there, and when I, when I took that jump, that net appeared. That's so, it. And, and that's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, I, I mean, and also not even L.A. because you you got your foot in New York, sis. You got your your, your foot in L.A. You know, by coastal. You know, really finessing the motherfucking game. And as you talked about being in Chicago, doing so many things. Shout out to your alma mater, North uh, Northern Illinois University, and shout out to the Ada Delta chapter there, where you know Zeta Phi Beta holds its ranks. And you did many things. On that campus, NIU, I'm sure that you know that matriculation at the university prepared you as well, and also through the membership of Zeta, where you joined, you know, there helped you and prepared you, uh, you know, while you're in New York and in LA. Did it? Yeah, like did it planning, re- it did because um, it allowed me to genuinely plant seeds. In places where I saw myself being and growing, like growing outwards, and that's what I did mm-hmm. genuinely. And I use that word so for real because there are so many people who want to know people just to know people that I ain't like that. Like it, it's all genuine with me. It's all strategic with me. I planned. I and I I, I sold them seeds, and now you know. And I know a lot of times. You know, you, you don't see something right away. You get discouraged. But a lot of down the line, you see them fruit coming. It takes time for fruit to grow. So now I'm seeing a lot of those, you know, the fruit coming. Like mm-hmm. like the relationship I have with the kings or the, you know, these people in my life now where it's like, yo, where I'm building off that with them or even those without Without famous names, it ain't all about that. Like I, I'm a, I, I work a lot behind the scenes, you know. So, mm-hmm. but I definitely yeah. love that I sold seeds in New York, LA, and of course Chicago is my home, and I'm making a foundation in those places because I will, I am working in those places. I live mm-hmm. and reside here, but you know, when I need to be there, I'm, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, your name is all you got. That's what I always say. Your name is all you got. You better stand behind what you're doing. You better walk that walk and uh, talk that talk. Because real talk, I mean, really, you got to be out here doing it and uh, making sure that your your presence is, is, is right. You go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Trish. Absolutely. So tell us about what was it like working on the sets of Insecure as well as Empire? Man, look. Insecure was, and I—that's another person who. First of all, congratulations to uh, the cast of 
Issa and uh, Natasha, uh, two people who I love so much. And uh, I know Natasha is like a big sister to me. Issa is like a big sister to me. Um, congratulations to them on the fourth season, their fourth season that this Sunday. Thank God. We need that. We need them guys, y'all. So make sure we y'all do. Well, um, we trapped inside. We need it. But it was I wish so you just crazy. dropped them all at one time so I could be in jail. Right, but you know what? It wouldn't be good if they did that because then what would we have to look forward to through this? Not nothing. That's so true. Because you know? everybody will so, watch it in, in a day. Yep, and then they'll be complaining again. So we're going to watch it every <laughs> Sunday together as, as a big black-ass family. Um, But when I got that call, like, it was so crazy because when I tell y'all I've been on some chance to rapper shit for a minute, like, meaning, like, I've just been hustling and aligning for myself for a minute. And I'm not going to stop doing that until I'm at where I'm at. And even when I'm at where I'm at and I be where I be, I'm still not going to stop doing that. But I uh, had just saw that they were doing auditions for Insecure. And I remember it was so crazy because Sasha was like, man, I know she is just so funny how you don't know who know who. So she was like, man, uh, one of my friends is uh, a writer on that show, or she plays, you know. And I said, who your friend? And she, we, we was actually sitting there and watching it because they were getting ready to cast the season two. And she pointed, and I said, Kelly. Now, if you know, Kelly is played by Natasha Rothwell, who is, she's a genius. She's a genius writer, performer, comedian. She's amazing. Um, and... So when she had introduced me to her, we met, like, we had drinks. And from that, we just connected. She's such a beautiful spirit, just always giving good advice. And from there, like, I had just told her, I was like, yo, I'm inspired by this show. I love Issa so much. I'm inspired by her work, her work ethic, who she is, everything, you know. She told me, she said, send me your, send me a character real. Like, just send me your, your shit. Sent her my stuff. The next, like, I say, couple days, I'm in New York. I had just got to New York for something, and I had got a phone call. I was with my best friend in a bar in New York for happy hour, and HBO had called me. And they was like, yo, we want to fly you out because uh, Insecure, they was like, Issa and Insecure wants wants you to play this role for season two. Uh, wants you to play like her neighbor or something. It's a speaking role. I didn't care what it was, and they was, you know, they was telling me it was, it was just so official and so beautiful. And they were like, you know, uh, let us know we ready. We want to fly you out, blah blah. And it was like I'll never, I'll never forget the name of the bar. I was in Harlem. It was a Harlem Tavern. It was around like five thirty ish. And I just will never forget running to that bathroom, just talking to them, and just like being like, "What?" And then the next day they was like, "Well, we need you here by Monday." So like I had to fly out Sunday, and they kept me there for a week. And it was and I was on set with like people who that I was looking up to at that you know still look up to now, but like just being on set with Issa and. You know, Yvonne and uh, Natasha, you know, Amanda Steele was there. Um, like, this, this, mind you, these, this was their second season. Um, 
Lawrence, like, it was just, it was beautiful. Like, truly, and, I, like, I got to salute Issa because, like, she does what a lot of people talk about. Like, when they say, oh, you know, hire your people. She literally believes in, like, she was, she has, like, college, like, black, she, she hires, like, HBCU students and uh, to be her assistant or, like, her, P, you know, like, her, um, you know, the behind the scenes, people. like, it's, it's, she really does do a lot for her, for her community and her people, like, all of them do, so it was beautiful being there. It was just so beautiful, so black, and so real. Mm-hmm. And it was just mad inspiring. I carry that with me. And, and I, I've gotten to work with them earlier, or like last year, end of last year, again. So whenever we see each other, or she see me, she be proud or she be excited. And the feeling is mutual. That's super dope. Super dope. Super dope. So tell us about Empire and being on that set. Empire yeah. was my first. Empire was my first. I was young. Okay. Uh, and I got to be on set. I saw Taraji. I've met Taraji. She's sweet. She's funny. Uh, but I was on set with, uh, I'm, I'm mad I don't know these people's real names. It's so sad. I don't want them to beat me up and then be like, what? That is not my name. But I, I will never forget that I did my scene. The scene that I was in was with Leslie Uggum, who is a icon, Broadway and, you know, um, and that was, you know, it was my first. So I was, it was mind boggling. They let me, they let me keep my wardrobe. I was so happy. Like, I didn't really know how everything went. So I was just kind of like, this food is for me. This dressing room is for me. This trailer is for me. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> right, I was right. Like, this, I was like, this chair is for me. They was like, yeah. But then after the first one, you know, the roles kept coming. So, and I just, it just, you know, make you want to keep working harder. Mm-hmm. Because you was at the top of that episode as well, too. I remember because yep. you appeared on Empire. On you, you appeared. Was it twice on Empire? I was on. Nah, I just I was on that one. Okay, I was but on you were the top. I did the whole little Chicago shows. I was on them so like back to back. It seemed like I was on a lot of them twice, but I'm I'm not. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But no, at the top of the episode, I go, I think I was still in upstate New York when that episode aired. And I'm like, yo, I already know because you were telling folks to, you know, check you out. And I didn't know where you was going to be uh, at in the episode. And I mean, credit's still rolling. And Sora, she's right there. Like, B16, what was the number you called out? I know you remember. Man, I don't even know. Oh, shit. I was That's just so happy. To... You probably <laughs> I don't. Go I know and... it was like in, it was like in 16, maybe. <laughs> She was Maybe calling out the bingo number. You know, hey, look, my mom was so proud. I bet you she knew if I called her right now. I would know. But I you know, know. They had me, they, <laughs> Mama's they always had zoomed know. in on me. You know, they know. They was proud. Mm-hmm. I was proud, yo. Yeah. you know. But you know what? You don't know what's so cool about moments like that. Mm-hmm. Now, the little, I revert back to, like, the little kid she, and I look at, who, like our big time people now, like our Viola Davises and even mm. the Tarajis and the, all mm. those people. And you look at, go back and look at shows like the Cosby Show and uh, Living Single and all them throwbacks, and you see them being in my position. 
with the, you know, with the N16s or maybe the two, three lines on Insecure mm-hmm. or right, the, little, the right. little short monologue. Like, you see where they were. Mm-hmm. And then you see where they are now. And it's like everybody starts somewhere. But, you know, I had my first monologue uh, on HBO's A Black Lady Sketch Show uh, this past summer. And, you know, it's so amazing. Because my husband was like, and shit, they made me into a gift. Like, I was like, yo, this is insane. You know, but, <laughs> and once again, I got to work with Issa again because she's one of the producers on that show. So it was just like, you know, when you believe in yourself, you do good work, they're going to reach for you back. And when you know, mm-hmm. and when you're your best, Absolutely. when you're your best authentic self, because I'm never going to not be me. Mm-hmm. And that's what folks recognize. And I don't know what these folks doing out there in L.A. I don't choose to go out there to L.A.s or to the, you know to any other coast. But I, I presume that once we go out there, we had our uh, we had some folks on from Chicago, Rodney Perry, Damon Williams, and when talking to those folks, you know, we we talked about it, you know about you know why isn't that we don't necessarily buy into the whole Hollywood thing. And I would say, you know, I mm, with Chicago folks. We just real as fuck, man. We real. So when you take us out there to these places like L.A., you know, folks don't get that. Not only that, what you call black girl magic, magic uh, sheets, but really they're going to get this just black instinct. Well, we're going to give this whole vibe to you on a natural level. So, again, I said on another episode with Midwest people, but I think more specifically when it comes to Chicago, man, our people's way, we kind of go and finesse the game in other cities. I watch people from you know, or that come from Chicago and come to Dallas where I'm at and go to New York and go to LA and really hold it down and just be their be their true selves and watch other people go or be enamored by it. Go like, wow, like you really ain't fit. no, like people gonna buy into real shit. I've been I've been into sales and I'll tell you, people want to buy for real folks. You know what I mean? And people yeah, can recognize do. fake and they, shit. And they, and they draw to you. They draw to you. Like when I tell y'all, like one of the best new friendship and it's been like a year and some change now but she's one of my favorite I like I I, I love her like I think she's amazing I don't want someone she's to be mad but I want to say the name but I don't want the person to be mad if it's not that person but I'll let you carry on because <laughs> I want to ask you about that it's relationship Brit- too it's, it's, if it's Brit- not the one it's Brit- there you go she's amazing Shout out to Brisha Webb. She's, she's doing so many things, but go ahead. Go ahead. That's who I was she, thinking about. She's, she's such a good person, but when mm. I tell you, she reminds me of... Fall from Grace, like, baby. She held it down in Fall from Grace. Man. Fall from Grace, Marlon. Can we talk about her past work? Uh, yes. Love that girl. Like, what done? Like, she's so cold with it, though. Like, mm-hmm. such a quadruple threat. And then she's just such a beautiful person inside and out. But at the same time, when I tell you, she reminds me of, like, the good in the world. And also, she reminds me of, like, the homegirls I grew up with. She reminds me of my cousin. And I love her so much. She's such a good friend and a good sister. And um, she, the way she look out for people and just, like, lift you up. And she's so funny. Like, like I just, I love how we can be goofy. Like, I just love that. And, um... Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. Like, shit, like, huh? She, she's a, uh, she's a tourist. A tourist. Yeah, she got a birthday coming up. Oh yeah, good, 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 good. But she's yeah, man, y'all people. need to follow her. She like that, like stuff oh, I'm like already that following. I know Grisha well. 
I'm already yeah, falling. She, she I didn't want to say Brisha, like then you go, no, it's this chick named Karaka Wright, and I'm like, oh shit, Brisha. Nah, my man, like I, like, <laughs> I didn't force that. I didn't, and that's a really, that's a that's a friendship of in the shit that I, I didn't force. I didn't force that. We just, it was just she she you know. No, it seems authentic. To, it seems very authentic yeah, too she, because she you know, shouts you out and I see you shouting her out. It, it yeah, seems very she and it's we lived each other. She went to school mm-hmm. with with Seth, and then you know she um. Like we just got we we on some black girl magic shit on some authentic shit and she from she from Baltimore I'm from Chicago we from two dope cities where you know we see you don't get to see too many black women like ourselves who you know when we when we do get out here you know we at least we real we real mm-hmm. and we draw to that and that's what that's going back to that example I use her as a perfect example because she's so real. We drew to each other where it was like, yo, you real. And I love it. And I always tell her that. And I say, you feel like home. And it's the same with my girl, Ego. Or, like, she's from the same place. Or, you know, my homegirl, Marquita. Um, I love her so much. But I'm just shouting out all these people just because you, you got to have, like, I know so many times people be like, man, I'm out here by myself, yo. I got my people, yo. And mm-hmm. I love them so much. I love them so much. Because, you know, I'm away from everything I know. I'm away from my family. You know, I'm away from all that. So when you're away from that, you got your people. And, and they lift you. You lift yep. them. And I lift people all the time. All the so, time. Yes, all the time. And that's what I was going to say. I want you to give your social handler out in a second. But that's what I was going to say. Once you do start to follow her, you will see how she is finessing the game. But also giving the um, spotlight to many other people more than herself and that's really what it's all about I say all the time your destiny is really tied to somebody else fuck what you're talking about you can have this handballed and not want to share with people but real talk having this space having this platform is what we you know what we choose to do myself and my co-host Teresa Millionaire is extend this platform to people like you she's and many other are in many of of our other finessers and many to come you know giving them this platform to let people know who they are and uh, just building bridges and making connections and making that transformational thinking if it's only in this one-hour podcast episode. But I'll tell you, Trees. Uh, I'm sorry, not Trees, but she's, I'll tell you. Keep finessing the game, sis. I wish we had more time to talk about so many other things that you got going on. But, of course, with the core team, we can't even talk about it. But what i like for you to do is let people know how they cool, can keep man. up with you, y'all, follow you. It's cool. Y'all going to see it. Y'all going to see it. There you go. Y'all going to see it. Y'all, y'all know how they can see it. Y'all go ahead and follow my goofy ass at uh, at Rashida She. That's R A S H I D A S H E E D. On uh, Instagram, it's the same on Twitter. And y'all don't even want to mess with my Facebook. I don't be on there. But yeah, go ahead and hit up my Instagram. And I got you. It'll be a good time. That's what's up. That's what's up. Thank you so much, Sora. My Sora sees to join Thank us y'all for so the podcast. Man. You gotta come back, man, and fuck with us, man. Absolutely. God Thank bless you so y'all much for coming on. Aquarius all day. Stay healthy. Hey, you, know, stay you safe. too. You, you stay too. safe, sis. And uh, be well and continue to get some breasts, man. I love you, sis. And like I say, we'll support everything you got going. You've been finessed by Finesse Media. I'll follow up with you off air. And uh, again, y'all, this has been another episode um, by Finesse Media Season 2, talking to people that's finessing the game. Trees, what a good episode with a great guest. Excellent episode. Cannot wait for the next episode.
Right. Excellent episode, everybody. Thanks for tuning in once again. And, I mean, we just keep having better and better guests, giving you better and better information. Like, That's what's dope. up. Dope things Each and every week. Hit that, hit that follow or subscribe button if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to us at. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And we out of here. We'll see you next week with something brand Thank new. Thank you for listening to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. Make sure that you hit the follow or subscribe button to be notified when new episodes are released. Also, make sure that you are following us on all of our social media pages. Instagram, we are at Finesse Media. Twitter, check us out at underscore Finesse Media. And on Facebook, Finesse Media, LLC. See you next week with something brand new.